Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Ephrata Community Church Weekly Podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, ECC family, we are thrilled to be with you this weekend. Man, we just wrapped up the new members weekend. Um, and then, of course, Kevin wrapping up the final uh, message in regards to the great exchange series. Mm-hmm. But man, there's so much to talk about. But yep. first, I want to talk about the new members weekend. Yep. I want to especially recognize Matt Swords. Matt Swords every single month helps put together Connections Pathway, which is yeah. a, a kind of entryway to understand our community, um, our history, what we're about, where you can fit in. Matt does so much work. So first of all, well done. Thank you. Oh, Matt. yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. You are so above average in that regard. But Matt is a particular passion. I sat through Thrive Discipleship with him the first year it was done. We're going to be going into the third year this fall. Can't recommend it enough for those of you who might want to engage 12 Monday nights in a row, but worth every single one. It's one of the most highly, uh, like if stars were being given, if Yelp reviews were being written, (laughs) Thrive Discipleship is getting a lot of good ones. And I noticed that Matt really loves getting people engaged with the local church, yeah. what motivates you? Well, well, I love the conversation. I didn't, you know. This one's free of charge. I brother. didn't know we were going into this, so this is wonderful. Come on, I got to keep you. You're so good, I got to keep you, like, <laughs> off kilter. You push on my play button, though. Uh, uh, oh, I am. <laughs> so, it's, well, specifically to church connection, right? Integration in the local church, being known by somebody, somebody knowing you, the, the whole purpose of why that is important, uh, actually comes out of a survey that, um, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry would have done. Uh, this would go back, I don't know, five years probably. I don't have the exact date. But they would have interviewed all of their alumni, which they would have hired an outside firm, IDO Research, E-I-D-O Research, to come and interview their alumni. And so they have over 8,000 alumni and they conducted a survey to see essentially after you've gone home, you've done the school, whether one year, two, or three years, You've gone home. How are you doing now? And so this 65, 70-page report comes back. Um, I'll spare all the details except one of the most pivotal ones to me, influential and impactful, was uh, the number one determining factor to the, to the student's success, so to speak, mm-hmm. their strength and their connection with God, um, after they got home was how well they are connected to the local church. That was the number one determining yeah. factor. So those who were connected... By far more resilient in their it, carrying on what they learned yeah. and in their disciples. Personally. It was the most um, uh, influential factor. Of all the factors they me- measured, this one was the most important, the, uh, the most impactful. Yeah, factor. others could be like hearing the voice of God, mm-hmm. service, etc. Yeah, evangelism, outward service. All good yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. But they're saying they're by far church yeah. connection, right? Yeah, the most notable. Yep. Yeah. And that is what why Matt is passionate about Connections yeah. Pathway. He he's walking out of Connections Pathway with a handful of application. Yeah, and we believe in it. We uh we want to get better and better at giving it. Uh, if people are taking that step, making it possible for them. We had fifty people this last weekend say yes to membership. We have forty one that are in the pipeline. Yeah, and we're so much so that we're likely going to be adding. An extra, an extra membership weekend yeah. somewhere around the beginning of in July, July. Yep. into our schedule. I mean, are these not good problems to be solving for? Right? Yeah, it is. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and and back to Connections Pathway, I love connecting with people who are newer to ECC, saying, "Hey, we've only been coming for three months," or, yeah. uh, you know, "Hey, there's people that go to Connections Pathway. This just happened this past time, where their first time at ECC was the week prior." 
and they're just, hey, I experienced something. This was the next step. This is what we're doing. So I just love being part of that journey for them. Yeah, Yeah, big believers, big believers. So yeah, and by the way, if you've not done Connections Pathway or haven't even jumped into membership, of course, we completely welcome attendees. Matter of fact, Mm -hmm. we make room for them. You're involved in our uh, various congregational meetings, et cetera. But we do know this. There is, there's like a near level sacrament involved with saying yes to membership in a community. We believe a particular kind of coverings released over you, as well as a welcoming in of your yeah. gifts and graces. Yeah. And we would ask you, we'd highly encourage you, check out Connections Pathway. If you've already done it, get that membership app filled out. We'd love to see you as part of, as part of one as early as July, if yeah. not November. Now, into the last message of the Great Exchange Series. Seven messages all around this idea of ranging all the way back to uh, of course, the Easter sermon about the greatest of all exchanges. We also looked at one week, Matt and I were up front talking about the exchange of Jesus returning to heaven, yeah. the Holy Spirit being given to us. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin now has this great message on this this um, this reality of Jesus coming among us and, uh, and at one level reworking the Temple Mount, right? Mm-hmm. And saying, hey man, uh, we got to talk a little bit about this. And then of course, hinting at the nature of true religion, even as he was cleaning up the Temple Mount. I absolutely loved it. And I have to tell you, like, what stood out to me was, first of all, I love what Kevin did at the end where he had us raise our hands to receive forgiveness, yeah. right? So we identified in the room the particularly we wanted to take on the spirits of condemnation and shame. Mm-hmm. And so let's chat a little bit yeah, about sure. that, right? Because um, uh, it wasn't just Kevin that was sensitive. Kevin carried it in and was able to have it confirmed by several other people who were carrying similar realities. I, I, for one, was one. I've been reflecting on the parable of the sowers, particularly the birds coming and stealing seeds. And I love when Jesus interprets that in Luke 11. His disciples say, what do you mean by this parable? And he clearly says, and the devil comes and takes that which has been heard. So in other words, the person's actually received it, actually says, you know what? That seed is good. I receive it. Somehow something comes and steals the good. And so that works. I, I, as soon as I heard Kevin talk about him, like shame and condemnation steal so many good yeah. things God's doing. Yeah. So, so you were sensing uh, that was highlighted to you before the service, but confirmed when shame and condemnation were gone after. Exactly. Prophetically, the Lord clued you in. Those are the birds that are stealing. They the are perfect seed. examples of birds that come Correct. and steal. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I, so therefore, I even identify it as an agent of the of the enemy, like in other words, spirits possibly sure. even attached to condemnation and shame yeah. that are strategic at keeping you under shame and yeah. under condemnation. Yeah. Um, and and if they're strategic, it requires a certain kind of posturing against them, yeah. right? I was really proud when we took a posture against it this weekend. Yeah, and you know, kind of some behind the scenes on Sunday morning. Well, let me say it this way: before every one of our services, we as a staff team, those serving in different roles, we'll get together at our huddle and, and, we'll, and we'll go through all the roles, make sure everything's on point. Uh, Sunday morning, in a reflection moment for Kevin, we're at our huddle, and Kevin would have shared how he would have said, I was angry when, he had, when all the hands were raised. He said about 65% of the room on Sunday night would have raised Saturday their hand. Sat- yeah, forgive yeah. me, Saturday night would have raised their hand, either dealing with shame or condemnation. Now again, Heads bowed, eyes closed, we're not looking around, and he said, if, if you deal with this, raise your hand, okay? And him saying he was angry, it wasn't at any individual, he, was, he came he away and shared. He was angry shared, at the enemy. Exactly. This is a 
huge robber to gotcha. our people. Yeah. And and so, you know, he would have even said, perhaps we do, we, we need to go after this, right. is what Kevin would have shared. So we don't, you know, incoming, we're not sure what that looks like yet, but there will be some, I imagine, some degree of how are we going to go about treating, not treating this, it's not the right language. But, yeah. um, and I'm with him in that. I talked to him about it. Um, well, I even brought up the verse on Sunday morning before the service. I was like, Kevin, one of the reasons it's legitimate for you to be angry at the enemy is because Jesus is pretty clear this is an actual strategy of the enemy. So I'm glad right. Kevin had anger toward the enemy rise up when you see 65% of our people say they struggle in the areas of shame and condemnation. Right. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep naming these things because I don't want them here anymore because right. um, what happened to me was my heart was broken Sunday afternoon. I was actually just driving home and getting hit by it. How many seeds has the Lord sown into this congregation only to be stolen? by these two particular sure. activities, right? Yeah. And that's what breaks my heart. My heart breaks for God as the wonderful seed sower. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to heap more condemnation or shame on us, man. Yeah. I'm simply saying I, my heart breaks for how many seeds he sows, and he keeps sowing them, right? right? He is so good to us. Yeah. He keeps trying to get seeds into us. But unfortunately, um, shame uh, condemnation. Trauma, well, I'm going to back it up. I think trauma is hardened soil. I sure. think when you look at Jesus' soil thing, trauma, previous hurt stuff that have gotten us numb or or even disappointments in ourselves, which yeah. I think are linked to shame that we haven't followed through previously. Yeah. And, of course, weeds choking it out, other voices. And then I actually think birds coming is the enemy's strategic activities against us. Friends, I want us to get jealous for the seeds that are given. In other words, when someone's up there giving a testimony about something, and you're like, I can identify with that. Maybe I ought to believe God for that. But you go away and two days later you forget that testimony, that seed's been stolen. Yeah. And that gets me going. Like we yeah. I, we will throw as many seeds as it takes, but I want more seeds to take more often. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think it's important to realize that shame, these birds, used metaphorically, yeah. cannot steal a seed planted in good soil. And so the hard soil you mentioned, it's trauma-induced, it's it's because of past failures, you know, it's really conditional on the individual person, you know. What I mean, like an example, uh, for instance, Luke 5, Jesus calls Peter to follow him. Um, they're on the boat. He says, hey, cast you on the other side. They do. He catches all these fish. And what does Peter do? He throws himself on his knees and he says, he immediately sabotages the relationship. Get away from me. I'm a sinful man. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that like there was seed, so to speak, scattered mm-hmm. on the soil bed of Peter's life where his his... His reaction was to sabotage the birds coming in. Why? Because of shame and condemnation yep. right. uh, that come in and just would have robbed Peter of the very freedom that Jesus could bring to pass because of a past experience. Um, and and I think, well, I think we're going to see God do that in people's sure. lives. I had a meeting this morning with a gentleman uh, navigating through some things, and it was so. I mean one of the most fulfilling parts of being a pastor that I love is being able to sit with a person and then leave the conversation excited, encouraged, and filled with hope that change is possible and that they can grow in the Lord as opposed to the historical narrative, which which has been what led them to the point that they're at now. That's exactly right. And so if, if I were giving out advice, like you gave excellent advice to that individual of how to steward that revelation they were having, when we look at what happened over the weekend around this area of shame and condemnation, we was, I would simply say this, there is a certain energy you can get from recognizing it's a strategy of the 
and it, right. to take you down. Right. It's one thing when you're looking at yourself and going, oh, I don't have resolve to do it. You know, that's a self-check. You got to look at yourself, whether or not you're doing the things that's necessary. But I think that there's a certain aspect of this weekend that reminded us, this is not just about your resolve anymore. There's an active strategy of the enemy to keep good seeds planted in you by God around faith, around um, evangelism, around good works, uh, to keep those seeds from taking root. And I want us to become jealous because I know this. Well, I can get inspired further when I think, I like an underdog. I like a good underdog. When someone is trying to take me down, you're probably going to see me rise up in a new way. I want to encourage you. We've talked about it in recent weeks. We can master sin and temptation. Mm -hmm. We can master even the temptation toward um, condemnation and shame yeah. be, because they're active strategies from the enemy. And, yeah. uh, and he's crouching at your door, and you can master it. Yeah. We're believing as a community for it. Yeah, and, and I think you know those watching, uh, you may not feel like you are actively or historically dealing with shame or condemnation. Um, but that doesn't mean that the enemy isn't looking for an opportunity, you know, and, and that's not to make anybody feel fearful. It is to say that we, we, this word of identity and Kevin saying, hey, raise your hand, you're forgiven. If you're a Christian, raise your hand. You have been forgiven. The blood of Jesus washes you. That's just a powerful moment that's right. that we need to live in every day. Otherwise, we're subject to being um, brought, it's, uh, sorry, subject to being brought down by the enemy or, oh, or yeah. deceived right. or, or whatever yeah. can take place. We have to live in the position of the gospel, that's the right. blood of Jesus. And, and, and so it's like that activity of I am washed in the blood is what keeps us oh. from falling victim to That's these right. things. It's and Jesus is beautiful encouragement. Remember two weeks ago when we were speaking, uh, Peter's, Jesus says to Peter, Satan has asked to sift all right. of you, but I have prayed for you. Mm -hmm. Like to know that it's not just that Jesus gave us some rules and said, come on now team, go execute. He's actually saying to Peter, I am in this with you and I'm going to pray right. for your faith to stay strong, right. strong if you fall that you're you're able to get back yep. around and be, be able to live out the life you're supposed to live. Mm -hmm. That's the encouragement of the Lord in this. And that's why we get pumped and excited about um, about yeah. some of the things that happened during the Great Exchange all across the whole spectrum of what we were talking about. And then I love that we culminated in this. And I just want to say one more thing about the message. Um, and by the way, Kevin just slipped into the room to do some recording after this. So he's more than welcome. We have a whopping five minutes left. He can have the mic here he in a second. just pop his head in and say yeah. something. So I'm going to say a thought. No, this is what we're going to do. Are we allowed to do this, Matt? Are we allowed to freak this? I'm going to say my thought, turn it over to you, and I'm going to give my mic to, to Kevin to wrap up anything on this. Does that sound good? That's but I me. love that Kevin reminded us. By the way, I knew this before, and it slipped my mind. Like Jesus showed up the night before on the mount, walks into the temple. Yeah. So first of all, what a beautiful teaching it is on how frustrated he must have been then, but he went home and he dialed it back. He counted he to ten. Still got his beauty sleep right? that night. Exactly. Thinking. He went home and counted to ten. He goes, this yeah. is pretty frustrating, and he still comes back and throws You don't want to write that email day. until after you get a no, good No, right. He rest. read his email before he hit send on it, right? Is that not good? So, no, no. This needs to happen. You work Let's with that while I change out my stuff with Kevin. Um, so, well, as we take a moment to welcome Kevin and Jim, thanks for your time, by the way. Um, those watching, you know, who are tuning into the podcast, uh, this was a first. Um, and so 
Kevin, it's good to have you on. Welcome to the ECC podcast. I was trying to sneak in, but you yep. can't actually be oh, invisible. No, <laughs> no, and Jim looks for every opportunity to throw somebody off their game. Uh, He's you good know, at that. Him and the devil have that in common. Spiritual uh, gift. <laughs> uh, but Kevin, I would love to hear from you. We did talk <clears throat> briefly, actually, before you stepped in about what you mentioned Sunday morning at our huddle, which is where you got angry, right? That yeah, moment. I did. So I kind of said, hey, behind the scenes, this took place. Why don't you share what took place when you were having people raise their hand and, and yeah. what was going on there? Well, uh, no guarantee. I actually won't get emotional while talking about it. Because okay. I feel like actually uh, there are those times when God, by His grace, just pulls back the veil and you, you see a strategy of the enemy that you have not seen before. So uh, on, you know, again, the framework for all of that, just struck by the fact that Mark, who does not include details, included the detail. Heard you guys talking about it. Jesus spent the night. What did he do? Think about it. Uh, And the significance of Jesus looking at each thing. And then why can't we allow him to do that? The good, the bad, the ugly. And so on the Saturday night, I would say I was stunned by the folks that said, yeah, this is a, a significant struggle for me. Mm-hmm. And so what actually rose up in that moment was anger at like, man, devil, get your hands off these people. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was going to come out. And actually, the reason why I just, I was a little bit more prepared on Sunday than I was sure. on Saturday. But the reason uh, I just paused was because even like if the anger I had at the enemy would have come out in that moment, I think people would have thought that I was angry at them, mm. and I'm not. Um, but I am angry at the enemy for what he's doing. And um, I think it shouldn't be surprising. We live in a religious culture, and uh, so that's going to breed that. That's going to be part sure. of That's going to be part of our, you know, the good, the bad, yeah. the ugly. Yeah. But, man, I feel like I've got a, I've got a prayer target. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> I feel like we have a... We, I think Jesus is going to give us strategy to, to, break that, to break that down. So it was, it was not discouraging. It was like, man, enemy, you just you got something you shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. The encouraging part is there's a reason why God exposed that yeah. and God exposed that so, for the sake of freedom. And so I'm looking forward to what God's going to do. I think he's going to give us strategy. We're going to go for it. Yeah, I... Uh, I love how, and, and we were sharing about this, Jim would have mentioned, how those shame and condemnation, if you're going to use the parallel of the sower specifically yep. as a metaphorical picture of this, these are the birds that are coming in frequently robbing yep. what would otherwise be planted seed. Yep. Um, and so to go after that, what that, all of a sudden to me, I'm thinking, well, there's going to be a greater measure of fruitfulness, the Word of God being yep. sown into people uh, and not being robbed or, or stolen. Yeah, uh, maybe. So exactly right. Awesome. Because when that's there, when shame and condemnation are there, and so someone is speaking from the front, this is what you have. Mm-hmm. What goes on in people's minds is like, yeah, but it's me. And so just like that, it's stolen. Yeah. And man, God's going to break through. That's going to be <clears> sounds fun. like that itself is a good teaching. <laughs> um, that's so fun. I am yeah with you. Excited about seeing these two. Um, strategies of the enemy uh, really removed from this congregation uh, and people freed up to receive the the words. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you. Um, We'll hear hear more 
as con people continually throughout the week it's always a blessing when people provide their feedback we right. get emails right. and thank <clears throat> yous such a generous and very openly affirming congregation for sure so they're still that's still incoming of course uh, yeah. but for what it's worth I was deeply deeply ministered to uh, from awesome. from this service uh, on a very personal level and I don't know if you've ever done this before you mentioned Mike Hutchings when he ministers to people yeah. are you saved yes you are washed in the blood of yep. Jesus was that what inspired that moment well what actually Mike uh, <clears throat> inspired was if he ever prays for you which I think he probably has yeah he would say don't close your eyes look yeah. me right in the eye and yep. he always begins with you are forgiven yeah. and I'll tell you what man there's power in that. it is yeah and so we don't we don't forgive sin, but we have the, the we have the authority to pronounce that which is true. Yeah, and sometimes people just need that spoken over them. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'd make it a regular ministry practice, like yeah. anytime, ask for prayer. You know, the the more liturgical um, congregations will do that on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. where part of the liturgy, repeat after me, you know, response readings is the spoken forgive, forgiveness over each person. And I realize, like, in that setting, it can become routine and you lose its power. But sure. at the same time, we should not disregard the significance yep. of actually speaking that over someone. Yeah, it was very powerful. Personally, I would imagine it was much the same for many of us. Because how often is that actually happening? Yeah. Um, many of us, I think we fight inner battles of just, okay, I'm going to continue to believe the power of the blood. And, and, and it's kind of an internal thing or a personal thing. Well, you're an authority figure, pastorally speaking over everybody. You are forgiven. Mm -hmm. And that is, I don't know how often that's happening. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'll leave yeah. it at that. I'm not, I'm not sure how often, <clears throat> uh, but yet it needs to be happening. Yep. Uh, where you're coming in as an active, authoritative voice and declaring the blood of Jesus washes you yep. and you are redeemed. Um, I, I just, I was really deeply touched. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, thank you. And I think one of the things, uh, you know, you talked a little bit about behind the scenes. Yeah. And what's interesting and what would be interesting for people to know was that was, while it was planned, keep your eyes open, I'm going to speak this over you. Like what I was going to speak was not planned. Okay. So it's interesting as we go into a weekend service, the planned and then the margins, mm -hmm. the margins that we leave uh, for space for the Lord. Uh, Josiah did it in worship. Yeah. You did it in, yeah. the, in the transition times. Mm -hmm. Um and it is just simply fun. Like, honestly, so this is just between you and I and just everybody else is yeah. listening, <laughs> is that if I had to think back to Saturday night, I actually don't remember completely what I said. Mm. I know a couple of the key things that were there, but it was just following the moment of the Spirit and what He was saying. Yeah. And uh, so in both those moments, both Saturday and Sunday, I can't actually remember. Like, I knew a couple of things that I wanted to pronounce, but the rest of it. I have to listen to the recording. Well, that was powerful. <laughs> yeah. Those momentary words of knowledge, I guess, that come out. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for uh, taking the time here today. Um, and we're starting a new series this coming weekend. Where are we heading? Yeah. So this, this weekend is kind of like in between. We're talking about uh, some vision that God has given us mm -hmm. for the fall and beyond and actually asking people's participation nice. to join in with what God is doing. Yep. And then coming back, we are starting a series in the Gospel of John. Mm -hmm. Seven signs, um, and we're looking at the seven major miracles. Like interesting in mapping out uh, this year with Jesus, if we did a series on all the miracles of Jesus, we would not get them done in one year. Mm -hmm. So that's which is pretty cool. To yeah, recognize that. Yeah, 
But John, the Gospel of John highlights uh, seven specifics. And so we're going to go after each one of those. Uh, this coming weekend, there'll be a um, Bible reading guide available for to read through the, the Gospel of John. And we're just going to dig into that Gospel over the course of the next number of weeks. Awesome. So we have a vision weekend this coming weekend, and then the Gospel of John after yep. that. So thanks, Kevin, for the time. Thanks, Jim, for your time. And thank you guys for tuning in this week. We look forward to connecting with you this weekend and following podcast episodes. Until then, God bless. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us at effortacommunitychurch.com.